Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Death Note. Today we will be discussing episode 17 titled Execution. Oh my god, this... Holy crap, this is uh, <laughs> this is an amazing way to end out this, fir- this first arc of the series, to close out this first of three arcs of the series. This is an incredible, incredible conclusion to this first third of the story. So, this episode, it starts off with Rem in a room with some dude. And Rem's telling this guy, write, write names of criminals. Write down the names of all criminals whose names are broadcast. Uh, kill them. Keep killing them. And then you can use the Death Note in any way you want. This is our, this is our bargain. So in case you were wondering how criminals are still dying while Light and Misa don't have Death Notes, this is how. Rem gave Misa death, Misa's Death Note to some dude. <laughs> Rem gave Misa's Death Note to... Some random guy. And so, that's what's happening. Meanwhile, uh, we are 50 days into Light's imprisonment. People are still being killed by Kira, even though L is leading Light to believe that that is not the case. And it's at this point that the task force is getting kind of restless with L, saying like, Hey, this is cruel. We have no reason to believe. At this point, that light is still Kira. That light is Kira. Like, we have... There's nothing to prove that it's him. It's not him. Get him out of there. You're wrong. It's time to search for the real Kira. And Elle's just kind of sticking to his guns, like, kind of still unsure. And it's at this point that L talks to the chief and is like, Hey, uh, can you come down to HQ so I can discuss my thoughts with you in person? And so, that happens. And the next thing we see is the chief picks up Misa and picks up Light. They're all in a car together, and the chief starts saying, Hey, so, we've proven that you're Kira, and that you're the second Kira, and 
I'm taking you to your execution. Ella's convinced that this is the case. Ella's convinced that he is right. Uh, and the Japanese authorities agree. They've come to the unanimous decision that they just want this done with. Uh, they want Kira to die. No trial. Just a full-blown execution. Uh, and if L's wrong, he said he's going to uh, uh, be executed as well. Uh, and so that's what's happening. I'm driving you to your execution. It's all done. It's all over. It's done for you too. But then the chief sort of pulls over to some remote area and is like, I've decided to stop here instead. And then put takes out a gun and points it at light and says, I'm going to kill you and then myself. I am bound by the responsibility as an investigator and a father. I have to uh, take you out. I have to do this myself. And then I have to uh, go away. Uh, and, and so literally you have this, like, gut-wrenching moment where, like, it's literally the chief pointing a gun at Light. Light and Misa don't remember that they're the Kira and the second Kira because they forfeited their death notes. So they're just freaking the hell out. Like, no, no, we're not Kira. I'm not Kira. She's not the second Kira. That's not a thing. No, 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 no. Stop this. This is insane. Like, are you hearing yourself? This is nuts. No, 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 no. Like, just begging for their lives. And then the chief's just like, from one murderer to another, I'll see you in hell. Uh, and then, bang. And then it's just a moment of silence, and then we realize the chief just fired a blank. And then he just slouches in his chair like, Oh, thank God. It worked. I'm still alive. Hey, Ryuzaki, you got all that? <laughs> so this horrifying moment, this gut-wrenching moment where we think, A, oh crap, light's finished. B, the chief's gonna flat out murder him. Like, he's just unraveled. He's just gotten unhinged. This is what he was warning everyone about. Um, like, just, we were watching this tragedy in the making and then realized, oh, nope, that was all an act. That was one last way to prove that light isn't Kira and that Misa isn't the second Kira. Now, it's not enough for... L to be completely relieved of his suspicions, but it's enough to justify them getting out of confinement. It's enough for them to get out of confinement. And then we settle into this new dynamic of hunting Kira, this new normal of how the task force is operating in their hunt for Kira. Uh, and what I specifically love about this sequence that essentially sets up arc two, uh, we get to see on full display the kind of person Light would have been if he never found the Death Note. And it's utterly fascinating. It's a really great character study. Uh, just to see, like, this is who Light should have been. This is who Light would have been. This is what possessing the Death Note turned Light into. Uh, basically brought out from under the surface. Uh, and even L thinks in his inner monologue, he seems like a different person right now. Like, was con was Kira controlling uh, Light and Misa? Was that a thing? Uh, and, like, he, you have him saying things like, I will never forgive Kira for what he put made my me and my father go through. Uh, when L suggests uh, sort of manipulating Misa so uh, Light can investigate her. Uh, for the possibility that she's still the second Kira. 
And like, just like, I can never manipulate a woman's feelings. That's unforgivable. We literally saw him manipulate a woman's feelings so many times. We saw him being very exploitative and manipulative and toxic. Because this is what the Death Note turned him into. This is what the Death Note brought to the surface. Uh, And what we're seeing here is the light that was. The light that the Death Note kind of killed. And so, we're seeing this on full display... And we're sort of outlining this is how things are going to work. We have the <laughs> the excellent subplot of L and Light being handcuffed to each other, uh, so L can watch him twenty four seven. Mies is now under constant police surveillance. Matsuda is posing as her manager. <laughs> I love Matsuda being Misa Mane's manager, <laughs> being Misa Misa's manager. <laughs> Ayazawa's having none of this. He hates everything that's happening. (laughs) Enough with all this kissing and boyfriend and Misa Misa talk. (laughs) Misa's basically the same person still, by the way. (laughs) The Death Note changed nothing about her. She's still the same overly clingy, uh, kind of insane, just bubbly, ridiculous, cartoonish person that she always was. (laughs) And she still supports Kira, by the way. It's worth noting, because I don't think I ever talked about this. Uh, Kira killed... uh, I believe it was her father's killer. I could be wrong about that. Uh, Kira killed someone that uh, hurt her family. And... She was grateful to Kira for that and thinks Kira's a hero. Uh, And so she's like still super into Kira, even though she's dating someone on the anti-Kira task force. It's a very weird dynamic. It's a very weird dynamic between Light and Misa. Even with their memories of the Death Note erased, it's still very, very weird. (laughs) It's still very, very bizarre. Uh, But... We, we kind of just have all this stuff. We have everything laid out. Uh, this is how their group dynamic's going to work. This is how... This is their roles now. This is what we're doing. Uh, L shows the task force this new headquarters. Uh, he had built this, like, giant skyscraper uh, that the task force is now going to occupy. Uh, they're all going to live there, essentially. They all have to be there as much as possible. Misa's got her own floor. Because why not? (laughs) Why not have Misa get her own floor? That makes sense. Uh, You're going to have her have constant surveillance. You might as well just give her as much space as humanly possible. Uh, So we have this new dynamic laid out. And then we get the ending. Where we reveal the Death Note is being controlled by a group of Business people. Da-da-dun. Yeah, uh, the Death Note landed in the worst group of people imaginable. Businessmen. Uh, <laughs> so they have this huge round table where every week they are gathered together to decide which rival businessman they kill. Uh, to decide which rival business person uh, they have Kira kill. And apparently they're under the impression that Kira's under their employ. Kira's under their employ. Uh, They have Kira in their pocket. And Kira's killing businessmen now. 
And at one point, one of these guys is just like, uh, no, this makes no sense. It makes no sense that Kira's suddenly going to start killing business people, and it makes no sense that he'd want to work for us specifically. One of us in this room has to be Kira. So one of these, like, eight businessmen in this room, at this round table, meeting every week to discuss which rival business person they're killing, one of them is the new Kira. One of them is the replacement uh, that Rem gave Misa's death note to. We don't know who it is, but it's one of them. And so the the stage is set for this second arc, which I'm going to be honest, the second arc of this show, when I first watched the show, I hated it. When I first watched the show, I kind of despised everything about it. I have gained a great appreciation for this second arc. Uh, They took a really big risk with this second arc, and I think it paid off beautifully. They do some really great stuff. Uh, I do love how they kind of turn the dynamic of this show inside out. Uh, And so now we're kind of outside looking in. Uh, The task force is now our main character instead of Kira himself. Uh, We now have this mystery set up of who is the second Kira, or who is the new Kira, I should say. Uh, We get to see Light as good guy and not as the brutal murderer. Uh, We get to see who he could have been without the Death Note. Um, There's a lot of really, really clever stuff here, and I think it does... They do build on it so perfectly. They build on it in such an amazing way. Uh, But yeah, that's it. That's the first arc of Death Note. Yay! One down, two to go. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows, and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash ThomasClark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to... Uh, the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that's not work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we'll be discussing episode 18. Talk to you then. Hey guys, we have a lot of fun here discussing teenagers murdering people with magic notebooks. But while we sit talking about our favorite Japanese media, Asian Americans across this country are suffering from a monstrous wave of hatred, discrimination, and violence. This type of bigotry is nothing new. It's existed for, well, pretty much as long as America has been a thing. But it has increased dramatically over the past year in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic and the hateful rhetoric of former President Donald Trump. Average everyday Americans are being targeted every day for no reason other than the way they look. And they need your help. If you would like to help put an end to this horrific trend please go to GoFundMe.com slash A-A-P-I and donate whatever you can. That's GoFundMe.com slash A-A-P-I. Thank you.